The Supernovas Radio Network is live. It's time for Omaha Supernovas Volleyball here on the Supernovas Radio Network. And now, the voices of the Omaha Supernovas, Derek D.P. Pearson and Renee Saunders. We are live from CHI Health Center, Omaha, Nebraska. We thank you all for joining us and uh, getting ourselves all prepped up and prepared for the premiere, the debut presentation of the Vegas Thrill and trying to figure out who they're going to be and what they're going to be. We want to thank the folks from Mullen Motors for making this happen and for us being able to present this to you. Uh, lots going on in the, in the building. Uh, again, we're about an hour from first serve. Uh, the Omaha Supernovas and the Supernovas Radio Network. You can be a part of what we do. Uh, you can download the app, whether it's the Ticket app, 937 the Ticket app, or the Supernovas app itself. You want to follow. You can also jump on YouTube. Uh, there's several ways to, to, to consume what we're offering tonight as well. I am DP Derek Pearson. Next to me, the coach, Renee Saunders. And coach, let's set the news straight. Tonight is the de- debut and premiere of, of Laura Bird-Coon as the head co- interim head coach of the Supernovas. What does Coach Bird bring to the table? We talked to her last week. We talked to her in preseason. What does she bring to the table uh, for Omaha? She has a wealth of experience. I mean, she started off at Appalachian State. Then she went to Florida State, and then she went to Miami, where the, she was there for a couple years. And then she was basically an associate head coach at KU with Coach Bouchard. And then on to AM, where she was a head coach from 2018 to 2022. She's been assistant coach of the year. She's been SEC head coach of the year. Um, she was a player. She was a player that won accolades when she was playing. Um, she, she played under Coach Collier. And... Uh, I think a lot of their relationship was stemmed from that. And, and so she brings great player relations. She brings great knowledge. Um, she brings the love of the game. I think all of our conversations with her, I think it's been very obvious that she loves doing this thing called volleyball. How important is it as a coach to have played the game at a high level and to have some understanding of what these players, your players, will go through? Oh, I think it's huge. I think the ability to relate to your players is really important. So whether you play at a really high level or you're a role player, just your ability to relate to the grind and the competitiveness and the, the ins and outs of, of playing volleyball at a high level is, is important, I think, for the kids to understand, like the players to understand. If the players get, hey, they've been there, they've done that before, maybe not on this professional scale, but they've done it before, they understand, they can relate, I think there's a little bit more of a mutual respect there. Let me ask you this, because in other sports, it becomes a thing, right? That, as you mentioned, sometimes it's being a role player and being a head coach or being a star player. I've always said that star players miss some of the – they have blind spots when it comes to coaching and getting the average player, even at the highest level, to do what they need done. Is there an advantage to having been a role player, uh, a a a middle-of-the-roster player – when it comes to coaching, because you see more of the things. You spend more time next to a coach. You <laughs> you get to hear more. Is there an advantage to that? I might be a little biased on this one a little bit. Cause I'm going to take your word. <laughs> this is why I asked. Um, you know, in my career, mm-hmm. I started as a middle, then I was an outside, then I was trained as a setter, and then I was a defense specialist. So in a way, I was a role player all along. But I had the benefit of playing every single position. 
And so I can relate to reading a ball off serve or off an attack or how my block is set up or what we're doing in terms of like game plan, but I can relate to it from every single angle. Where somebody who maybe has only played one position, if I only set my whole life, I might not understand the inner workings of how everything's working behind me. Does, does that put you in the category or the thinking that, well, there are volleyball players who happen to play a, a particular position, or are there position players who happen just to play volleyball? Which side of that do you land? And as a coach, how important is it? I think it's important to know your role, period. You know, and maybe, maybe you know it and you don't like it. Maybe you know it and you like it. Maybe you know it and you're really good at it. Maybe you're really good at it, but your coach needs you in a different role, and then you, then you move and you become a different position player. So I think in the volleyball world, role acceptance is really important. And sometimes coaches, like I've had kids that played outside for me that I put in the middle because they were great athletes. They moved really well side to side. They didn't mean they liked playing middle or that they were middles, but they were great athletes and they embraced the role and did a great job with it. When, when, you, when you talk about that, identifying as a coach, uh, Coach Bird now has the responsibility of in-game substitutions, uh, adjustments to the starting lineups, and we'll talk a little bit later about tonight's projected starting lineups and how we think it'll play out um, and go up and down the rosters. But a big part of that is understanding as a coach that there's so many moving parts. Focus, priority becomes the thing. Omaha figures out a way to get their first win, 3-0 sweep over uh, San Diego. What What's issue one tonight? Is it the lessons you learned? Is it momentum? Is it copying success? What is it? Well, I think for, for Bird, the biggest transition for her is going to be going from player's coach to decision maker, mm -hmm. right? Like it's a little bit different when you're kind of the buffer between the head coach and the players, right? Like you're a voice in a different way. You're not saying something different. You're just saying it differently that maybe they relate to it in a different way. Um, on the other hand, you know, you have, you know, how are the players going to re respond to that new role? So there's how is she going to give her expectations and raise them to the level that she wants to see them at? And then there's the other side of it. How do the players see her and how do they respond to her? And then, and then of course, the biggest thing is going to be in-game adjustment, right? Like she runs a great practice. Last night was a pretty pretty easy. I went and watched last night, and it was it wasn't like they went super hard last night with the game with the match tonight. Mm -hmm. But like she can run a practice, she can train the players, she can get what she wants out of them there. But like when you're deciding, okay, are we going to use that double sub earlier or later? Do we put this person in now or later? Do we make an adjustment if if somebody's not playing well? Like those types of decisions now. And I think I think with the cool part with Shelton is he built a really great team. And he built a really great staff. He took people that didn't know each other, put them together. And we have this amazing staff over there that now can give input to Bird to then decide that's a good idea, that's not a good idea. And I think she trusts them. And I think that's a big part of it, too. I mean, there is an advantage, I would imagine, that because she was a part of building this roster from day one, that taking it over today isn't going to be that much of a stretch. Um, do you think that that was a part of the plan, or do you think she approached it with the idea that I've got, you know, they tell you backup quarterbacks, backup players, prepare as though you have the job. Is there some of that in what Coach Bird kind of operated in this thing? She's ready for tonight because she was a part of it from day one? I 100% agree with that. I mean, her, I think all the coaches and the players are making this as seamless and smooth transition as they possibly can, and I think in doing that, 
you'll see it tonight. I think we're going to see a great Supernova team tonight. I think this is a very resilient team, and you can throw lots of stuff at them, and they're going to they're gonna adjust. The great ones adjust, and I think they have that ability to do that. And I think they were prepared for that, like from day one. Like I think the team that he built, he got a bunch of great culture kids, a bunch of great kids, a bunch of resilient kids, but a bunch of competitors. And so they're definitely willing and able to make adjustments to make sure things go well for them as a team. So is there an opportunity for players who may be in a different place on the roster to kind of elevate themselves? Again, there's a change at the head of the table. It doesn't mean there's a change in philosophy, but sometimes being the final decision maker allows you to make a decision that you may have been restricted from before. Well, there's new eyes, right? But not just their old eyes, but in a new position. So sometimes you might be looking at something and when you're looking at it from this direction, when you're suggesting, I like to say like that's the biggest difference between head coaches and and assistant coaches. Assistant coaches suggest, Mm -hmm. suggest, suggest, suggest. Head coaches have to make decisions and those decisions are final. And so when you're an assistant, you might suggest double subbing early, but then when you have to actually do it, you might look at it a little bit differently, <laughs> right? Like, uh, yeah, well, it's that thing. We used to always talk about being in the assistant's chair means that my eyes go one way. Being in that lead chair means you got to see everything, you got to hear everything, and then you have to be the final word yep. in that, and that you're copying a thing that's already been done. So third, third game of, of, of the season – third game of, of, of your program's history, and what you're trying to do now is calm the water. How do you go about calming the water if you're Coach Bird and now you're in charge? You just do your thing. Be you. I mean, she can't change who she is. She can't, mm. she can't, she can't be Coach Collier, right? But she can help continue what's been created. Right. Like she she knows her role as a head coach. She knows how to coach the game. She knows the X's and O's. It's funny. Like I talked to her. I'm like, I feel like we're cut from the same cloth. Like a lot of our philosophies and fundamentals and like thoughts we were saying in our conversation earlier today were very parallel. And I think she knows what she's doing. Um, And I think a lot of it has to do with her respect for Coach Collier and their relationship together. I, I really think that that all comes back to that. He is he is a master at building a team master of building a staff and he created this amazing thing that that hopefully bird can just let it continue going and we see that seamless transition you you got to watch practice you got to talk to her what was her demeanor uh last night at practice was it was it in full was it hey i'm I'm open to suggestions what how how was she running this thing last night she is she i mean she's self-proclaimed but i saw this last night she's a less is more okay she's gonna tell them what they need to do. Mm-hmm. She's going to observe and then she's going to tell them what she thinks, you know, and she's, she's trying to foster that like urgency in them, right? Like we can be relaxed and all those things, but we do need to play with a little bit of urgency. And I think they're going to learn her style. She's still her style as she's not out there screaming, yelling. Um, these guys are professionals. They know what they're doing. They know what it takes to get ready. They know, they know what's at stake and they want to win the match. So they're going to do their thing. But she hopes that when she does speak that they, they listen, and they do. I, I think a big part of this is identifying and then re-identifying. When they just found a big part of their personality and profile uh, against San Diego, and now with with new leadership, new eyes, new voice, uh, it will require some folks to step up, and I think that will be important. Uh, we'll go to break. When we come back, what I want to talk to you about, a couple of things. One, we've got to talk about Brooke Nunnville, and let's figure get an update on that. And then what we think the roster and lineups will look like. Uh, we'll start with Omaha, and then we'll get to 
uh, Vegas and, and see what, what's going on here. But, Coach, it's going to be a fun one. Um, great opportunity on Women in Sports Day. It's a big deal. Uh, we've got five coaches around the Federation to talk about as well. We will do that in, the, in, a, in a future segment. But we'll throw it to break here from CHI Health Center. Uh, you're listening to DP and Coach Renee Saunders on the Supernovas Radio Network. Road construction is complete, so there's nothing keeping you from getting into Mullen Motors. They can get you into a new vehicle right now and get your 2024 started off the right way. They cleared off their 2023 inventory and have tons of new vehicles to choose from to make sure you get to where you need to be this year. Out with the old and in with the new. Stop by Mullen Motors today, just north of 48th and Layton in Lincoln. No taglines, just quality vehicles. Mullen Motors. At Southeast Community College, community is our middle name. Our continuing education classes offer personal interest, traffic safety and licensing, online learning, and adult education classes across Southeast Nebraska or online in your own home. Learn to ride a motorcycle, how to start a small business, how to dance, or take a course to advance in your current career path. See the full schedule of continuing education classes online at southeast.edu continuing. SCC, your path to possible. Ever feel judged at the gym? You don't know how to use the leg curl machine? <laughs> Are you serious? Is this your first day alive? Um... <laughs> no, it's okay. I love helping people during their first day on Earth. At Planet Fitness, get energy without the judgment and join the judgment-free zone. Never intimidating, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. Get energized today during the Big Fitness Energy Sale for $1 down, $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, February 16th. See Home Club for details. Hello, everybody. It's Charlie Stone, and here with me is Andy Goodyear of Honda of Lincoln. Andy, I hear that new Honda manufacturing continues to go up, and you have new Hondas in stock now. That's correct, Charlie. We have more than 40 new Hondas in stock right now. It's great that a customer can come in and buy a new Honda and drive it home that day. New Honda inventory keeps getting better each month. Okay, then. How about used cars, Andy? We have more than 100 pre-owned vehicles to choose from right now, and a lot of fresh trade-ins are coming in daily. We have just about every maker model you can imagine in any price range. Thanks again, Andy. People love the selection and great service at Honda of Lincoln. Maybe it's time you come experience the Honda of Lincoln way of doing business. 27th and Yankee Hill, or online at hondaoflincoln.com. The Supernovas Radio Network is live. This is the Omaha Supernovas pregame show brought to you by Mullen Motors. It is the, it, it's season one, episode three for the Supernovas. Episode two was a great watch. Uh, <laughs> Well scripted, well planned out. Uh, gr great performances along the line. Before we get into uh, much of what we expect tonight, we have to go back in time. And so before we go forward, we go back. I I'll ask you to break down, Coach Saunders, I'll ask you to break down kind of what you saw for folks who missed uh, the postgame recap of what we saw against San Diego. Uh, who were some of the stars? And, and, and let, 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 let's start with, I, I think, an underrated piece of this thing, but Kendall White just seems to keep it moving. So let's start with her and go up and down the roster. Kendall's a spark plug. She was my uh, 
I'm trying to talk to players before every game. And so she was my person today because I feel like I was talking to her and I'm like, you know, you look at like setters and liberos. When they're doing their job, you don't really notice them, right? But if they're not doing their job well, everybody notices them. It, it, it was just to watch the energy level, right, which is the thing that coaches pay attention to, um, natural movement. She never seemed out of sorts. No. Right? Like, it just, like, we, 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 the, we the athletic arrogance of, of, of Betty and, and Brooke where you watch them and you go, wow, that's explosive and it moves him. But the natural movement of Kendall White that she seems, one, great, in, she never guesses, but great anticipation. Yep. She's not fast. She's just super quick. So I think that's a thing that you have to pay attention to. Uh, Sydney Hilly does a lot of the same when it talks to, when, when you want to talk about being in the right place at the right time all the time. She was exceptional against San Diego. It was one of her better defensive matches. Digging lots of balls, setting, I mean, balanced attack. I think we had like three hitters with nine kills and another one with eight, another one with five. Like, that's a pretty balanced attack. I think Jess had three. So we actually had six hitters that were involved. But Brooke Nunaviller had five in the first set and then rolled her ankle. She was hitting at an 80% kill clip before she rolled her ankle. Um, but a lot of that's a tribute to Sydney and Kendall. Like the ones, again, if they do their jobs really well, like they're not going to get the glory, the fame, their accolades, because you're really not going to notice them. And Kendall is, I mean, she's pulling her jerseys. She's fired up. But when it gets down to like playing volleyball, she is locked in and ready to go. And I think that Sydney's kind of the same way. And they're so, they balance each other out. So you have like Would you Kendall, look at your Little Wild, Sydney. Would you look at Natty over there? Naughty's, just, Naughty's I, breaking I it down. Just, look, I, this is the thing, right? When you, we talk about <laughs> leadership, right? That right. sometimes it's not a play. Sometimes it's a presence. Yep. And <laughs> <laughs> she is a presence. Her, can you imagine her and Kendall on the court at the same time? I'm trying to imagine them anywhere. <laughs> So, funny story. I asked Kendall, I'm like, so they've been doing all these team bonding things. So, I'm like, what did you guys do this week for team bonding? She's like, we went line dancing at Bushwhackers. <laughs> Which, come on. I, I just, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. Like, she's like, it was a blast. I'm like, I, I, I'm not surprised. But they try to have these little outings, you know, do, do these different things. But, yeah, so they had a little line dancing lesson. <laughs> Is, do you find it fascinating, uh, like I do, that, again, even the pros need team bonding. They need those moments away from the game to, to get connected. They do, and it's kind of a unique situation. I mean, obviously you have Jess Landsman, GMP, Gina Mancuso-Prasowski, mm -hmm. and then um, Naughty, who are living at home. But the rest of the 14 players are living in an apartment, not all in the same apartment. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> right, I'm, glad just, I'm glad you declared that because I, I was that'd like, be, That'd be trouble. But they each uh. have their own space, but they're all there. And, I mean, you – what do you, I mean, you, you're going to hang out with your people. Like, like that's what you're going to do. And you might meet other people, but in the, you know, the three that live at home, they join them in a lot of the stuff too. Did, did you ever, did you do the tour as an athlete where you were around? Did you go try some pro work where you went, okay, I'm away from no, home? No, I did not. I, I uh, actually took a medical, a medical hardship at the end. So my career was over after I broke my foot a second time. So I would like literally like my dream growing up was playing the Olympics. Mm. And then it was like to play, hopefully maybe a little bit of pro. And then I, like, I couldn't, I couldn't stay healthy. God had other plans. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, there's a, there's a whole nation of, and here uh, I am of young athletes. <laughs> no, there, look, there's, a, there's a, look, there, there, there's, there's nine state titles, 
plus all of the life lessons that you're sharing with young people, they needed you where they needed you. And God, I'm not complaining. I'm I'm happy where I'm at. As as my grandma would say, grow where you're planted. <laughs> and that's that's kind of what, what coaches do is a lot of great coaches were, were athletes who didn't get to live a dream, so they began to chase another one. And that's a thing. I'm DP next to me, Coach Renee Saunders. And we're in in this space, let's address the elephant in the room, which was Brooke Nunnaville's injury. You just said a thing to me that you saw the ankle. Uh, let's go through what happened. Again, she was on fire a week ago and then had the, had the injury. So she went up on a block. Um, Dalkin was hitting. Everything was kind of pushed tight to the net. Dalkin landed under. Brooke landed on her foot, rolled it over. But, I mean, she was down, kind of stunned. Yeah. Right? First person over to her was Tom Comp. Then. The setter from San Diego gets over there right away, checks on her, which I thought was way cool. Yeah. Um, Brooke gets up, walks it off. I'm like, oh, maybe it was just like one of those that you kind of, you know, you do it, and then you're like, I'm okay. So practice last night, she, <laughs> I asked her how it was doing. She's like, good, it's my ninth sprain. I'm like, ninth sprain? She's like, six on this one, three on this one. And, and she showed it to me, and I looked at it. I'm like, that doesn't look like an ankle you just walk off. She goes, yeah, that's what people always tell me. <laughs> She's a tough kid. So her, her philosophy with ankles is ankles are you can do as much as you can, t- can tolerate. Yeah. So her goal is just tolerate it. I'm fine. You know, she's a tough kid. Um, it was, I mean, if you saw and that. They're, and they're going to fight you if you call her a kid again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's an amazing person, too. Yeah. Well, but that, that, that amazing part, player. That part. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm watching. Yeah, I, I had that conversation earlier. It's like, uh, yeah, I, I, you're grownups. You're pros. I'll call you pros. <laughs> they are they are pros. I told Kendall earlier, I'm like, I call you guys kids all the time. I go, but I can't help it because you're like living your dream, playing a game you love, and I'm old enough to be your mother. So Anybody <laughs> that, with the, that plays the game with a smile. Uh, Ken Griffey Jr. made, made in a full li- uh, living and career as the kid because of how he played the game and loved the game of baseball. And it's all, it, it's all there. It's all true. Um, again, we're about 40 minutes away from first serve. Uh, we'll go to break when we come back. I, I, again, a lot of what we're resetting is capturing momentum from a big win over San Diego and then trying to evaluate themselves, prepare themselves, reset themselves. There'll be a rebranding and a reimagining of the Omaha Supernovas tonight because you have new leadership, even though it's familiar leadership. So we've got a lot of that in play. I'm DP next to me. Coach Renee Saunders, I want to thank uh, Harrison Arns back at studio for getting this thing going. Rico here at courtside. And, again, as folks start to find their way into the building, we will take a break and come back, and we will talk about this Supernovas roster. And then ahead of that, we will peek into who are the Vegas Thrill. All of that and more on the Supernovas Radio Network. Ever wish you had another light switch on the other side of the room on a dark night? How much better would you sleep at night if you had a ceiling fan in your room? The High Electric Service Department is here to make your electrical what-ifs a reality. Whether you're looking to replace some outdated light fixtures or brighten up your counters with under-cabinet lighting, High Electric can handle all types of residential electrical installations and services. Give Erica a call at 402-466-6606 or visit high-electric.com to get started. 
93.7 The Ticket, Fox KFXL Weather. Brought to you by Bryant Air Conditioning, Heating, Electrical, and Plumbing. Your Lincoln forecast for today, expecting mainly cloudy skies. It will be windy, though. We'll see a high around 59. Tonight, mainly cloudy and windy with a low around 47. And tomorrow, mostly sunny skies and more wind. We'll see a high around 59. I'm meteorologist Kyle Clecker for 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. My dream was to work in commercial banking, but it required a college degree and I didn't have one. I found out that Doan had classes for adult learners on the Lincoln campus and online. So I earned my bachelor's degree and five months later, I landed my dream job. I decided to continue my education and now I'm working on my MBA at Doan. For me, the Doan experience has been life-changing. Road construction is complete, so there's nothing keeping you from getting into Mullen Motors. They can get you into a new vehicle right now and get your 2024 started off the right way. They cleared off their 2023 inventory and have tons of new vehicles to choose from to make sure you get to where you need to be this year. Out with the old and in with the new. Stop by Mullen Motors today, just north of 48th and Layton in Lincoln. No tagline, just quality vehicles, Mullen Motors. Your home is your empire. Protect it with Empire Fence. Get a free instant quote with the online estimating tool at empire-fence.com. See an upfront estimate with no hidden fees. An Empire Fence can provide privacy and improve the appearance of your home. Keep kids and pets in or out of your yard. Increase security and add value to your property. Visit empire-fence.com now to view the stylish and maintenance-free possibilities for your home and get a free instant online quote. Let Empire Fence protect your empire. The Supernovas Radio Network is live. This is the Omaha Supernovas pregame show brought to you by Mullen Motors. Yeah, as we as we find our way closer to the first serve here at CHI Health Center again, DP, Coach Renee Saunders, uh, again, thanking the folks from Mullen Motors for making uh, this pregame uh, content available for you to you. Um, there's a lot of things as the building starts to fill up, right? It starts to gain personality. Teams are going through their, their, their routines and, uh, their preparation. It, as I watch, uh, you, you've now drawn my eyes to, to Nia Reed and how she prepares. And as much as we talk about Kendall White and, and Naughty, I'm not sure that Nia Reed allows anybody to enjoy this more than she does. She just kind of soaks it all in. Yeah. She's not, you know, she just, she does her thing. She does it really well um, and just soaks it in. She's not flamboyant. She's not boisterous. She's, she's just, she works. It, it seems to me that what they found, and again, what, Co- what Coach Collier said that he was attempting to do was to get the right people for a culture and a way, style of playing, and that they've, again, you don't ruin or end bond um, overnight. So what they had accomplished and achieved against San Diego still seems present in that how they move together, how they communicate together, um, they're looking out for each other. This is a team that, it appears, really likes each other. Oh, 100%. Like, genuinely care for each other, love for each other. You know, Kendall said they're 17 strong. You know, 1 to 17, they're all in, all together. Um, and they've really bought into that concept. 
Well, if you, if you, as a coach, I'll ask you that in identifying traits and characteristics of teams that will be successful, what are those things, and are they apparent in the Supernovas team? I think number one is is just genuine joy for the game, right? Like if you're, this is one of the first things I noticed at practice when Coach Collier asked me to like talk to them at the end of practice was the first thing I observed is like, you guys are professionals, but you look like you're just living a dream. Like you're having fun, you're smiling, you're communicating, you're talking, you're listening, you're coaching each other. The amount of coaching that they do with each other is phenomenal. Like some of the older, like Betty helping me on like shots and blocking and then at practice yesterday, working with Paige, Paige is blocking and Nia's give, or Betty's giving her pointers and you just see this like really cool interaction between the, the older players, the younger players, one position to the next, but like they're all in trying to help each other. You mentioned Paige and she's a big part of the storyline. She is. Uh, with Brooke Nunaviller not in the starting lineup or not in the projected starting lineup, uh, the word and, and the history is that Paige steps in. Let's go through who you think will be in the starting lineup for the Supernovas and why. So Brooke is out but is available. Okay. If they were to need her, she could come in. We're pretty deep. Um, so I think even if, like, something happens with Paige or somebody else, we do have um, Mayfield who could go in. You know, we have other players that go Nia could go in. Like, we have other players that could go in and fill those spots. So Brooke is out, but she is available if necessary. So our outside hitter is going to be Betty De La Cruz from Dominican Republic. She really started to play like Betty that, that I think people were hoping to see with 13 kills last week. Um, and then opposite her at the H2 position will be Paige Briggs, the phenom out of Western Kentucky, who just is fun to watch. I mean, she's, she plays a lot like Brooke. And she told us on the show last time that she models her game after Brooke. So I'm excited to see her back out with the start and how she handles that a um, little different when you come in and you're like she said don't I didn't have time to think I just had to go play now she's probably had a little bit more time to think about it um, middles I think we have two great middles in Tori Dixon and Danny Hart um, again lots of talent on this roster um, but I would assume that they would stay in the middle um, I don't foresee that changing Sydney Hilly will probably get the start to set with Nadi potentially coming in on the double sub and then Jess Landsman I mean She's been doing such a great job. Um, she had almost all of Harlan here last time, her high school. Um, and then Kendall White at Libero. And then I think we'll see probably a little bit of Gina, a little bit of Nadi, a little bit of Nia, um, hopefully a little bit of Maeve, and who knows, might see some other surprise stars tonight. Well, with, with two that you mentioned, with Danielle Hart and, and, and Tori Dixon, I, I would – I don't think I'm wrong in saying that they are important pieces and that they will dictate how what the result of this thing is tonight. What are they what are they thinking about? What are their keys tonight against a team that you haven't seen other than what you know about them and, you know, athletes unlimited, et cetera. You haven't seen this group play together uh, that Vegas is bringing in. How do they prepare? So I think Bird made it very <laughs> very like we have to stop the middle on the other side. So I think goal number one for those two is gonna be to stop the middle. McCage is a stud, and we'll talk about Vegas in a little bit, but mm -hmm. she's a stud, and if we can't contain their middles, then we're gonna have problems. And I think that starts with serve and pass. So like, the whole game starts with serve and pass. So if, if we serve and pass well, we'll be able to get our middles involved, and we'll be able to uninvolve their middles, if we can get them passing out a system. 
Um, if we're out of system, now that takes our middles out of it. If they're in system, now they're going to be a tougher team to beat. You know, they've got a three-time national champion at setting for them. I mean, the girl knows how to win, and um, Alicia Childress. So I think it's going to be, it's going to be a heck of a battle. It's going to come down to serve and pass, and this could be a game where the whoever's middles terminate the most wins. We we were told before. Uh, we went on air that 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 Belly Dela Cruz leads the league and in, in, in is tied for the league league in, in aces, and you mentioned the importance of this of, of the set and serve portion of the Supernovas game. How how do you how do you gauge that and how do you set fire to that, right? Because serving is such a momentum thing. It is, and when you know when we go back there, everybody's like, okay, how many points can Betty run? How many points can Betty run? And and hopefully it's a, at least a couple. You know, one of the goals of volleyball, it's kind of the old school way of playing the game is you could only score points holding serve. Mm -hmm. And I think the difference between winners and losers, the teams that hold serve, win. You know, if you just side out the whole time, you're going to be even. You've got to find a way to earn points on serve. And so with Betty going back, um, and she's got kind of a wicked topspin that kind of tails away, and she does a great job of finding seams between passers. Um, causing a little communication error or like second guessing who's got it because of that tail on it and it's kind of a ball that goes from behind left back and then tails into the seam between zone five and six it's yeah, like the, the it's like star club. row right now walking yeah, through yeah, here yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the kurt saunders fan, fan club never so ends. many you know it's just the volleyball is a small world so well, can't but, help that, it. but that's why i'm riding with you <laughs> that's why i'm riding with you find you somebody that knows everybody and it makes the game much simpler for you we'll throw it to break when we come back, I'll have Coach Saunders go through this Vegas lineup, up and down it, to give us some insight on who are the key players, who are the players that she thinks will have impact and that Omaha needs to be aware of and figure out how they're going to play through this thing. I'm DP. Next to me, the coach, Renee Saunders. You're listening to the Omaha Supernovas Radio Network.